Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida. It's LA Rams, coast to coast. I'm Forrest Kelly. Hello again. Three and a half hours east of the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium in Southern California. And I'm Mark LZ Rams, 2,200 miles east of the LA Memorial Coliseum in Northeast Florida. This is Ram Forward, horns up coast to coast. And once again, we start things off with a Mark-created trivia question. This season reminds me of 2019. In 2018, we lost the Super Bowl due to a dismal performance from McVay, Goff, and the offense, scoring only three points. In 2019, we had a Super Bowl hangover of sorts and went 9-7 and and did not make the playoffs, the only time in the Sean McVay era. I hope that doesn't happen this year, but it looks possible. Today's trivia question is, who was our defensive coordinator in 2019? And I I think everybody knows that we disagree on this uh, 2019 hangover. Uh, I don't think it has anything related to it. I mean, there's 10 players that aren't even on the Rams squad. But anyway, okay, let's talk about the positive. It didn't start out. It was a little uh, nerve-wracking at the beginning of the game, but finally, could finally see some glimpses of the uh, Super Bowl championship. Let's talk about the defense. All right, well, there's not much to say here. It was a dominant performance by the defense against a very, very weak Carolina offense that had little more to offer other than running back Christian McCaffrey on Sunday. The Panthers didn't allow third-string quarterback P.J. Walker to throw downfield, instead opting to let McCaffrey run or catch short passes all day, which he did to the tune of 158 total yards from scrimmage. But they held the hapless Panthers' offense to just three points. They played the Raheem Porras charming defense as usual, although any defense would have worked on Sunday. They ran another cornerback blitz with Ramsey, and he got another sack. The dynamic duo of Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner an inside linebacker, led the team with seven tackles apiece. Finally, defensive tackle Marquise Copeland saw extended action with starting defensive tackle Greg Gaines dinged up and had a good game with six tackles and appears to be in the defensive line rotation. You know, I, I, if any of the uh, professional broadcasters are listening, it would really be nice when they would update uh, people on uh, lineup changes and things. You know, they could just even put it at the bottom of the screen. But it's so frustrating to see, like you were saying, that Greg Gaines was dinged up and then Marquise Copeland didn't even know that he was in there until he made a couple of plays. And it's like, oh, hey, when did he, um, did Greg get hurt? What happened? Do you get that frustration when you're watching the games? uh, uh, Well, to some extent. I mean, I know most of the players, so I kind of follow what's going on. But I think that the announcers are more interested in drivel. Plus, I'll bet you a lot of them don't even know. I mean, there's 32 teams and they're covering different teams each week. I only know all the Rams guys for sure. I know all them, but I don't know all the other guys on all the other teams. I don't care to know it. So you're right. They could be a little bit more informative, but they're too busy making comments and and that kind of stuff. So (laughs) besides, I have the game on mute half the time anyway because it gets on my nerves listening to these guys. What? Yeah. Who needs to listen to them? They don't add very much. So as you say, they don't tell you anything, you know, they oh. Stafford completes a 14-yard pass to Skoranek. Well, I could tell. I could see that. I don't need them to tell me that, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, vocally, I don't need to be entertained. Just, uh, yeah, maybe that's part of the frustration that I get is they don't focus on the game enough. Uh, Yeah, I call it my my anti-Joe Buck button. It's the mute button. 
I just hit that and because <laughs> whenever he starts talking, it, the, the mute button comes on. So it's not just him. It's a lot of guys, although he's the most egregious. Yeah, there's a few that I like. But uh, now Bobby Brown is coming off of his suspension. Do you think that's going to impact uh, the D-line? Do you think he's going to get any spot in the no, rotation? No, you know, maybe he'll get five or six snaps if he even dresses. I mean, they have uh, Hoyt in addition. He's another backup to the defensive player. They have the big three, Gaines, AD, and Ashawn, and now um, Copeland. So he gets in. He'll get in a few snaps here and there when the, they want to rest the main guys. Tack McKinley didn't make any kind of impact whatsoever, and he's gone. He's gone anyway. So yeah, so yep, it's a revolving it's a revolving door this year. More than I can ever remember, players coming in and out due to suspensions and injuries. So and, and I kind of like that. I, I know that there's some that need a little more few fewer reps, but in practice and in the fee again in the game, you don't make an impact. Next. Right. <laughs> he, has a, he has a short fuse. You get in, you don't do anything. <laughs> exactly. We'll bring in someone. We can bring in someone else who, who won't do anything just as easily as, as you. So yeah. you better do something. <laughs> yeah. Now, our defensive coordinator for 2019, our hint is the he was a longtime head coach and defensive coordinator in the NFL. And his uh, father uh, was also a head coach in the 70s and 80s. Very colorful uh, father. But a very uh, strong hint for you. Now, our offense, I, I know where you're going to go with this, but, you know, I, I just really liked it because it was like he was listening to the podcast. I think Sean McVay opened things up just a little bit. Well, there's lots to talk about on the offense as it was an inconsistent performance and also difficult to watch at times. They finally ran a jet sweep to Jatarius, and it worked. So did McVay run it again? Of course not. So did McVay run it again? Of course not. They ran a traditional screen to newly acquired running back Ronnie Rivers, and it worked. They ran another traditional screen to Malcolm Brown, and it worked. And yet another to Brandon Powell, which also worked. Yeah, all right. Yes. So maybe the light has finally come on for McVeigh about the benefits of running these traditional screen plays when your offensive line cannot handle the pass rush. There are still too many runs between the tackles. McVeigh seems addicted to doing that. He uses that bunch-tight formation, and the running backs end up running right up the gut into a brick wall. This has been happening all year, but McVeigh refuses to change. Now, they did run a beautiful misdirection jet sweep for the Moose, and he scored on a 17-yard TD run, his first TD run of his career. In fact, his first TD period of his career. It was a beautiful play design, as when the ball was snapped, everyone on the Rams line moved left, except the Moose, who ran across the backfield to take the handoff, and Allen Robinson, who stayed outside on the right to block. Robinson made enough of a block on two Panther defenders to set the edge for the Moose, who tipped out in untouched. It was a great play design, perfectly executed by Robinson and the Moose. I'll have more on that in the next podcast because that play is significant in many ways, and I think it's the most important play of the season, and I'll tell you why next week. Allen Robinson finally contributed with five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. He also made some nice blocks. Van Jefferson is scheduled to return after the bye versus the 49ers. Originally, I thought that would send Robinson to the bench, but Sunday's performance changes my thinking. I think we'll see Cup plus a three-way rotation of VJ, Moose, and A-Rob, with two of them playing and one resting on any play. Again, more on that in the next podcast. Stafford. Stafford posted a respectable rating of 96.1, with 253 yards passing, but was inconsistent. He threw another pick six, 
the second of the year on a bizarre play call. Both Cup and the Moose ran almost the identical short routes to the left, and both were covered. For some reason, Stafford threw the Cup, or so it looked. It could have been to the Moose as they were so close to each other, but it was off target, and Panthers cornerback Dante Jackson intercepted it and ran it back 30 yards for the touchdown. I don't know if it was a bad play design or somebody ran the wrong route, but Stafford should have just airmailed the ball over everyone's head out of bounds instead of throwing it into a crowd like that. Continues to make some poor decisions, and we cannot blame that uh, interception on the offensive line. Then, later on after that pick six, he almost threw another one. Fortunately, the Panther defender couldn't corral it. It would have been another pick six touchdown. After that, McVay changed the play calling to the more traditional screens to which I referred earlier, and that helped. The shuffle on the offensive line continued as beleaguered left tackle Joe Noteboom got injured and is out for the season. Right guard Flabby Jackson moved to a more natural position of left tackle and did a good job. Recently acquired Ode Abushi was then inserted at right guard. Right tackle Rob Havenstein, the only member of the original starting five, got flagged for two false start penalties. Left guard Bobby Evans really needs to be replaced because he's absolutely terrible. More on that in the next podcast as we'll discuss options on the offensive line, which is really the hot topic about the Rams because that's clearly the weak spot on the team. But Stafford threw 33 times and was only sacked once, mainly because of the screen passes and clever play designs. Once again, there was no deep vertical gain, which makes moving the ball very difficult. The saga continues. With Cam Akers a healthy scratch because of some quote-unquote issues that he and McVay have, the Rams spread the ball out in the running game. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.